superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe P. Zapia, and today we're going to start looking ahead to the rankings for 2024 at the quarterback position, a very important position and a tough one this year to get right, especially if you were in Superflex Leagues. Ooh, we with slim times, hard times, like Dustin Rhodes used to say. That's how it was back in the day in 2023 when it came to Superflex. So many quarterback injuries, so many backups, so many third strings, maybe even a fourth string, maybe even some old guys off the couch, Joe Flacco. But we're going to take a look ahead and see if we can already uh, get a feeling for the rankings for 2024 to help us do it of course is pat fitzmorris my patty cakes and the undertaker himself andrew erickson from betting pros we're going to look at the rankings get a feel for the boys where they are with their rankings heading into 2024 because we got a lot of drafts coming up pretty soon a lot of people are going to do startup dynasty leagues before you know it in march and april and that is a fun time so we got to make sure you're ready here at fantasy pros at all times to draft and you could check out our early 2024 consensus rankings and tiers over fantasypros.com slash rankings that's easy to remember right i think so too gentlemen it's great to see you as always. I love spending quality time with both of you. Let's spend some quality time at the very top of the tier here. The S tier of quarterbacks on the ECR currently in the very early 2024 rankings are Josh Allen at the tippy top with all of his amazing rushing touchdown equity that he brings. Jalen Hurts at number two and Lamar Jackson at number three. So Fitzy, let's start with you on this one. Number one, is this tier correct in your opinion, this order correct? And is there somebody you think should be in the S tier that isn't? I would have Patrick Mahomes in this tier, and I would either have him just added or possibly replacing Jalen Hurts. Um, my confidence in Jalen Hurts really sort of waned this year after he saw slippage across the board in all his passing numbers, basically, uh, both nets. I think he averaged 20 fewer passing yards a game in 2023 than he did in 2022, he saw drops in uh, touchdown rate, passer rating, completion percentage, just basically across the board. And he derived, let's see, 24.1% of his fantasy points came from rushing touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Um, even if they don't ban the tush push, which I, I don't anticipate them doing. Um, but, like, it's still a lot to count on that. He had 15 touchdown runs. Like, that was a league record. I think there's probably going to be a little bit of regression in that area. And we just didn't see him operate as anything close to an elite passer this year. Mahomes is going to be an interesting case. I I think he just suffered from not having enough uh, threats downfield to help him help out Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice was really good as a short area receiver, but he was like a catch and run guy, not someone who could get open downfield. Like their vertical threat was Justin Watson. You've got to do better than that. And what happens if Travis Kelsey retires and he and his brother Jason go out together and decide to conquer the sports media world? Um, Then I I guess we're not putting Patrick Mahomes in the S tier. But if Kelsey stays and they draft a a wide receiver with their pick late in the first round, someone like Keon Coleman, 
was kind of a knockoff Mike Evans, who I really like, then by all means, Patrick Mahomes should be back in the S tier. Yeah, I know it might not, you know, be the best situation next year for Jalen Hurts, as you mentioned, too. And if Jason Kelsey retires, that tush push might become a little bit tougher. He's kind of the uh, the straw that stirs the drink on that play. Um, interesting points there, too, about Mahomes. Uh, Andrew, where do you stand on this S tier, too? Do you think Mahomes should be in it? Do you think Hurts should be out of it or just add Mahomes to this bunch? I think that Mahomes needs to be added to the bunch. And again, with Hurts, it's more like, well, until he like he doesn't until we seem like not score rushing touchdowns, like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's part of his game. Like we're not knocking right. Josh Allen. He scored 15 rushing touchdowns too. So, so, so like, that's the thing. It's like, until like I see someone actually stop the tish push, not name the Buccaneers, like <laughs> I'm going to assume it's going to continue to keep on working. And the Eagles defense is still horrible. You know, they played in a lot of negative game scripts this year. And Jalen Hurts still has AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, like, He's still loaded with a lot of weapons. Like he's got better weapons than Mahomes does. He's got better weapons than Lamar. He's got better weapons than all of the other quarterbacks in this tier. If I'm being just totally honest. So I can't knock him out of S tier, even though I do understand some of the uh, reservations that Fitz brought up. Um, for me with Mahomes, it's, this is just the worst year we saw from him. Like this is, this is such an outlier season. And it sucks because last year I was like, I'm going to fade Mahomes, no Tyree kill. And then he rubbed it in my face and I was like, well, I guess I was wrong. He's just going to be good no, no matter what. And then this year he wasn't. <laughs> he just wasn't good. Well, so. I think he was good. I think his surrounding cast really did let him down. And that seems like kind of a cop out. But if you watch the games, I mean, I don't know what more Mahomes could have done. Right. But, you know, it was the same cast of characters, except Juju Smith-Schuster was on. Like, did he really make that much of a difference? And Travis Kelsey obviously played a lot better two years ago than last year. So mm-hmm. I think they are like one piece away in terms of, OK, can we get someone that can just be Juju? Like, as bad as Juju was while on the Patriots, like he was, he almost had a thousand receiving yards on the Chiefs two years well, ago. Well, I think Rice like, is that guy, that don't helpful. you? Yes, but then if you're taking away Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey played much worse this year. Like he was horrible. Right. Um, he was not good. He was dealing with injuries, I think, throughout the year. I mean, he got hurt before week one, and we never mm. really saw him, I think, really healthy at any point, like maybe up to this point in the playoffs where he's a little bit more healthy. So, um, I think they're just going to load up on weapons though. I, I think they realize like, Hey, we tried to stretch it as much as we could with Mahomes. Like what's the worst offense we could put around him. And this is what they did. And they're like, all right, we can't do this again. <laughs> so I well, think yeah, the worst be offense way... was still a QB seven exactly. finish for Mahomes. Exactly. So again, he's always been a top five guy. So he's going to be in the top five again. And I just can't, <laughs> this is probably his buy low opportunity. If there ever was one for Mahomes, it would be after this year. Well, Lamar and Mahomes are still alive for the NFL playoffs, so make sure that you are heading to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, to make sure that you get your bets in on time. And they're bringing you at DraftKings an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And again, make sure you're checking out our betting content over at bettingpros.com, especially the prop bet cheat sheet on the BP app. It is so helpful. So get your picks from there and then run to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. That's right, right now, do it. Use that promo code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Let's crown some guys, gentlemen, in the next tier, the A tier. Patrick Mahomes starts things off here on the ECR, followed by Dak Prescott coming off a huge year. CJ Stroud at number six, then Anthony Richardson at seven. Justin Fields at eight, Joe Burrow at nine. Erickson, I'm looking at this grouping and a lot of young talent here. Richardson, Fields, Stroud, right? And I feel like Richardson's that guy that I circle, that I get very excited about, that I think we could be talking about in that top three tier because maybe there's still some learning curve, but you talk about the weapons he might have. You also talk about the rushing equity he brings. He is a very exciting fantasy piece. So should I be a little bit more aggressive in rankings when it comes to Richardson? Because I feel like we should be. I agree. And I think there's always going to be some type of reservations with Anthony Richardson, but you have to take risks to get the reward. Like that's what Anthony Richardson is. He's the ultimate risk reward proposition at the quarterback position. Yes, I get why he's ranked. I think me and Fitz both have him as QB six. Like that totally makes a lot of sense. You just look at what he did on a points per game basis. He was averaging over 22 points per game in three games played. Yeah, it's not a great, it's not a big sample size. Like it's a very small sample size, but hitting that 20 point threshold is super key. Like that's how you get into the elite fantasy quarterback scoring. Like you see a lot of these pocket passers, 18 points per game, 19 points per game. Like they just don't ever get out of that because they don't add value with their legs. So we saw what Shane Steichen was able to do orchestrate a team that almost made the playoffs. That should not have been anywhere near the playoff conversation, just based on the roster that they were trotting out there every single week with Gardner Minshew and Richardson flashed enough where it's like, this is definitely worth buying into. And the fact that there are reservations. Oh, well, is he going to be injured? Oh, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Are they going to run? Are they going to be limited with him running? It's like, use those as opportunities to buy. Because if he hits, he's going to be a top three quarterback. And I'm willing to take that risk even at a top six price tag because I know what the payoff's going to be. And it's like, look, I don't care if I finish 12th in my 12-man league, but I want to finish first. And Richardson is that guy that can put you into that position. Fitzy, this tier is so strong and deep here. When we get, we're nine deep so far in the quarterback conversation. And it feels like, yeah, next year you can definitely wait on quarterback. And as Andrew said, you might get one of these guys, could even be Stroud, could be Burrow, you know, with a healthy season finally and everything going right also. I mean, there's so many guys in this tier that I feel like it's possible that they could finish the top three that it almost doesn't feel right to reach for one of those top three guys potentially in a standard single quarterback league. So what are your thoughts here when you look at this group? Is there a guy that stands out to you that could jump into that top three S tier? Or is there a guy that you're maybe worried about too that you think might have a struggle in 2024? Yeah, first of all, Joe, agree with your point. Things really flatten out after quarterback three or quarterback four at all. Like I don't mm. think there's much separating QB four, QB five from QB 12 quite honestly. So I think patience is warranted when you're drafting quarterbacks. Like, don't be the first one to grab someone from this tier. Like, wait and let a few come off the board before you dip a toe in the pool. Although if I was going to be aggressive, I think Richardson would be the guy. Um, Erickson mentioned, like, not a lot to go on. There were only two games he started and finished, but in those two games, 21.9 fantasy points and 29.6 fantasy points. He averaged 0.43 fantasy points per snap. And just to put that into perspective, Josh Allen, the leading quarterback scorer, averaged 0.36 per snap. So 0.7 or uh, 0.007 better for Anthony Richardson. The great thing is with his running ability, he didn't even get to play with Jonathan Taylor this year. 
And when they're together, mm-hmm. like if you're a defense going up against Patrick Mahomes, your base defense is the nickel, basically. That's never going to be the case against the, the Colts because you're too afraid of the running game. You need seven up front to stop that. So that's going to make Richardson maybe a little more efficient as a passer than he would be otherwise. So really excited about him. Um, you could make a case for C.J. Stroud, uh, like almost knocking on the door of the S tier after what we saw from him in his rookie season, just so impressive. And there's room for growth. Like he didn't get, he didn't get Tank Dell and Nico Collins together for too many games. And um, like, that's exciting. Just a magnificent rookie season, over 4,000 yards in 15 games and uh, 273.9 passing yards per game over his last. uh, Yeah. So like third in yards per attempt, sixth in passer rating, First in interception percentage. He was just fantastic and still room for improvements. Um, anyone who doesn't belong, I want to see where Justin Fields lands. You know, um, like if he, there's some potentially not great landing spots for him. I'd, I'd be happy with a landing spot in, say, Atlanta, where he gets to work with Kyle Pitts and, and Drake London. Um it, it all depends, like, where he goes, who his coordinator is, what sort of receivers he's throwing to. Um, because he, you know, he still never averaged 200 passing yards in a game uh, over a full season. So, like, he, he can run, but can he be a prolific passer in a new environment? Erickson, the, the interesting thing about Stroud for all of the praise that he gets and deservedly so I mean you know fits throughout some great numbers there he did finish his QB 13 last year and he also had only four QB one finishes uh going from his bye week seven on the rest of the season now he did miss two weeks of the season the Tennessee game in week 15 the Cleveland game in week 16 but still like are we overrating Stroud just a little bit in this grouping considering he is ranked right now currently above Anthony Richardson above fields two guys that you know, maybe it's not always going to be pretty, but in terms of fantasy points and rushing touchdown equity and rushing yards, they offer more than Stroud. I agree. I, I think that Stroud's going to the most likely candidate to be overdrafted is CJ Stroud. And mm-hmm. it sucks because you want to be after the rookie after he had an offensive rookie of the year, basically. You're like he led the NFL in passing yards per game. So when he was healthy, he was passing at a higher rate than anybody else. But when you look at that number, you're like, oh, my God, like it's just going to go up. It's like. That's not how success in the NFL works. Like, you don't just leave the NFL in passing yards, then, oh, well, now he's going to leave the passing yards again. And he's going to throw for even more yards. Like, maybe, but that isn't always the case. You know, these teams, and this is like kind of like a buyer beware, where last year, oh, Jacksonville's going to take the step. It's all going to happen. And what happened? It, it, didn't, it didn't happen. And everyone in Jacksonville was basically a fantasy disappointment for those reasons. So the Texans were free money last year. Not the case anymore. Now you have to pay for the upside that CJ Stroud showed that he could do. But given that, that we opened up this tier as you're going to want to wait on some guys, you know, which guys people are not going to want to wait to draft is CJ Stroud. So unfortunately, like I'm looking at the board right here. I'm like, I'm probably not going to have a lot of CJ Stroud. And that sucks because I know how good he is, but just based on, he was still under 20 fantasy points per game. He is a pocket passer. Like based on those types of kind of rules of thumb that you follow when you're drafting fantasy quarterbacks, like, it really is not going to make a lot of sense to draft him because I think that when you look up, it's like, well, he was good, but not worth what you paid for him when you drafted him. And to Fitz's earlier point, too, when you're talking about the drop off from QB four to QB 10 uh, in that range, it's not a huge drop off. So why risk that draft capital unless there's somebody you think 
is going to jump that tier into S, which again, Richardson seems to be that guy that all three of us kind of agree on. And Shane Steichen, I think is going to be very excited to have a healthy Anthony Richardson in 2024. Uh, before we continue on too, just a reminder, you know, it is winter. So we're doing these early rankings and that's a perfect time to make sure that your tires are on point. And if you need new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service and you get a 30% shorter average wait time, which is great. So you don't lose your whole day. You buy your book online at discounttire.com and they have this really cool feature too called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and your driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country. So it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage even by keeping your tires properly inflated Fitz did it just before the show he pumped up his tires he said i'm ready let's go because tire pressure he knows supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety so if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check discount tire let's get you taken care of Let's get the B tier taken care of too Justin Herbert at number 10 Brock Purdy at 11 then Kyler Murray at 12 Outside at 12, Jordan Love, who finished the season with a flourish. Then Tua Tungavailoa at 14, Trevor Lawrence at 15, Jared Goff at 16. So now we're starting to get into the back end of QB1 slash where we're looking at Superflex quarterbacks. So Fitz, when you're looking at this grouping here, is there a guy in this group that you're higher on than maybe the consensus right now or maybe even lower on? I don't know if I'm way off consensus on any, either of these guys, any of these guys, but I would probably put Justin Herbert a tier higher. Um, I, okay. I think he deserves to be in the the Burrow tier for sure. And I mean, his yearly finishes in fantasy points per game among quarterbacks, QB7, QB2, QB15, QB10. I mean, we want to see him get back to the productivity of his first two seasons. Um, but like, I think he can do that. Like over 2020 and 2021, he averaged 292 passing yards a game and 2.2 touchdown passes a game, 23 fantasy points per game. Like that was glorious. And um, basically this guy needs his pass catchers to stay healthy. And if the Chargers were to follow some of the mock drafts, I've been seeing a draft Brock Bowers, uh, add Brock mm-hmm. Bowers to Keenan Allen and a healthy Mike Williams and hopefully an improved Quentin Johnston, look out. So um, uh, we'll find out in a second. Well, can't what... go anywhere but up, right, Fitzy? Yeah, exactly. When it comes to QJ, can't go anywhere That's but up. That's what we said last year, too, though, <laughs> with Justin Herbert. It was like, oh, can't get worse. And then... Well, he did miss three games, Eric, and so I think that's the thing. Also, um, if we're talking about potentially all the rumors as we're recording this, is that Harbaugh is getting closer and closer to that job. Does that change your tune, maybe, Erickson, about your feelings about uh, Justin Herbert? Yeah, I think the thing with Herbert that we need to acknowledge is it's been two bad years in a row. So when you're looking to draft or rank him, like he has to be penalized for two back-to-back years. I get like, if you have one stinker, okay, like that's fine. You kind of write it off, but it's like, all right, two bad years for Justin Herbert back-to-back. It's like, okay, what's going on here? Again, Fitz was mentioning 2020, 2021. So you think 2022 is a bad year, Erickson? 4,700 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. And he was QB 12. He was playing with that rib cartilage injury too, that he toughed it out where probably other quarterbacks would have missed time. And he was like really gutting it out. Right. But then, and then what happened last year? He got, he got hurt again. Like, like, again, I, I, I'm saying this because I want it to be, I want the discount on Herbert. Like I like how Mm -hmm. he is here at QB 10. Because that's I see that as value. And to me, 
it reminds me a lot of the fall we saw with Dak this past draft year where Dak was going outside the, you know, he was like QB 12 in ADP because of Mike McCarthy. And it's like, if people are low on Herbert, he should be penalized again for the back-to-back years of not being great. But like you said, like he's already been good. Like it's not going to be shocking if, oh, Herbert's top five quarterback again. It's like, oh, well, he's still good. Like we know that. So that's why I have Herbert, you know, ranked right here at QB 10. But I think that he does deserve to go up in that tier because he's already done the elite stuff before. They've like, already seen it. And it's not like it's, he's just to pull it out of his magical hat. It's like he's already done it before. Well, I'm glad you said hat. I didn't know where he was going to pull it out of when he started that. Uh, here's a question for you. You have Tua who kind of faded down the stretch and then Jordan Love who ascended down the stretch. Who do you feel better about drafting, Erickson? Because these guys are back to back right now in the early ranks. Jordan Love, 100%. Um, I think with Love, you look at what he did. This was his first full season as an NFL starter. And what did he do all year? Even in the beginning of the season, weeks one through nine, before he started to really turn it on, he was still scoring fantasy points. Like, mm. it, it's crazy when you look at some of these younger quarterbacks, like Hertz, like a Josh Allen, when they come in, they're kind of raw. We're not really sure what to expect from them, but somehow, some way, they score fantasy points. And what do you know? It's like a projector of how good they actually end up being. So the fact that Jordan Love scored so many fantasy points, finished the season on a strong note, he's a top five quarterback from week 10 onward. Their offense figured out how to score in the first halves of games. Like, the coaching, Jordan Love, everything started to mesh. And he didn't even do it with like, all he did was with like with rookies and second year players. Like he scored basically as many points per game as Brock Purdy, despite look at the two surrounding casts. It's night and day. Like, but what we can look at is Jordan Love's cast could then become what the 49ers have around Brock Purdy. If Jaden Reed, if Christian Watson, if the tight ends, if these guys all take steps all together, like Jordan Love is going to be someone that we're not high enough on. So I really like Jordan Love in this tier to make that jump. Uh, maybe not to the elite tier, but I mean, what? He was a top five quarterback this past year, so maybe not. Yeah, QB 13, Fitzy. Love seems to me like the perfect spot to start drafting quarterbacks and super flex. Like, I, I want to get some of these big time guys early if I can. Maybe I'll get Richardson as a discount. But if the draft doesn't go my way, like Love, I think is a great place to start. Maybe double up in this tier. You take Love and then maybe Lawrence bounces back or maybe Stafford or Cousins on a little bit of a cheap discount. But I know you're a tough grader when it comes to Packers. Is Love the guy for you, too? Did you see enough of that ascension in the second half of the season where you're believing and buying in for 24? Oh, definitely, Joe. And hopefully your opponents in your league are going to be looking at the overall numbers and they're not going to be factoring in how much better Love was in the second half of the season once he got settled in. So over his first nine starts, Love was averaging 223 passing yards a game, 14 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, completing under 60% of his throws and averaging 6.7 yards per attempt. His last eight starts the regular season, 268.8 passing yards a game, 18 TDs, one interception, over 70% uh, completion rate, and 7.7 yards per attempt. So just night and day, he's got that nice young ensemble cast of pass catchers. And Tua, meanwhile, totally the opposite thing. He was QB 20 from week nine on. Like, the, the bottom kind of fell out there, plus he adds nothing as a runner. Like, Love isn't a prolific runner, but he adds a little bit of value there. Tua adds nothing, and you've still got those underlying concussion concerns with Tua. Yeah, uh, certainly is. And look, if you want to get some extra help here with some of these rankings, see everybody's rankings, you can do that again at fantasypros.com slash rankings. Also, 
the dissenting opinions tool is up and running too. So you could see Fitz's rankings against Erickson's for all the positions or Derek Brown's against Erickson or basically anybody against Erickson. That's what I'm saying. Anybody against Erickson, you could see them. Uh, but no, you could pit any expert against any expert and see where different people might differ on some of these potential quarterbacks, running backs and wide receivers and tight ends too. And you're looking for early drafts. Look, we all know the process for a lot of you crazy people out there starts now. So we're ready for you. As always, so come hang out with us at Fantasy Pros. We got you covered. Now, this next tier, the C tier, is kind of a, well, it's an interesting mix. You've got veterans. You've got uh, guys who might, uh, you know, be coming off some good seasons unexpectedly. Some guys coming off some not-so-good seasons with expectations. And then a couple quarterbacks that are young that we're thinking may or may not have uh, what it takes to get the job done. So let's run through this grouping. Veterans, Stafford, Cousins, right? Then you have Deshaun Watson, question marks there. Aaron Rodgers, certainly question marks there. We'll see what kind of drugs he's doing in the offseason. Now, when it comes back here, we've got at 21, Geno Smith at 22, Baker Mayfield, kind of inverting, right? Last year, we felt great about Geno's resurgence this year took a step back this time was the baker mayfield resurgence then daniel jones who missed a lot of the season Derek carr who certainly didn't have some great moments and then russell wilson who might be looking for a new place of employment then bryce young will levis and kenny pickett so fitzy this is a this is a crazy little clump of quarterbacks here and it's not even little it's a big grouping here so this is the super flex tier where do you go here early on, in your opinion, where you think I can make some money, I can get some value here with some of the quarterbacks on this board in this tier? Who are those names? I don't know if we're going to get value with Matthew Stafford, but I think he's probably the guy I feel best about here. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have a lofty ceiling because he doesn't run. But if you put him back in the Rams offense with Sean McVay calling plays with Puka and Cooper Cup. And Kyron Williams, and uh, lo and behold, I think the Rams actually have most of their own draft picks this year, so they might be able to like bulk up the <laughs> offensive line, maybe add him another receiver. Um, like that's a, a pretty solid footing for the super flex, uh, your super flex QB two, or in a deep league where everyone is drafting two quarterbacks. I'd feel pretty good about Stafford as my backup. Cousins, it's going to be really interesting to see where he lands because if he gets to continue his pass-happy ways, and if he's healthy enough to start in week one, I mean, he could be a pleasant surprise. People are going to be fading him because of the injury. Um, one one guy I'd kind of stay away from would be Aaron Rodgers because, one, he's older. Uh, number two, like the, the Jets' defense is going to be one of the best in the league next year, so he's not going to be involved in a lot of shootouts, and he's probably going to be operating at the typically glacial pace that Aaron Rodgers' offenses always go at so um on name brand value he's going to be drafted higher than he should be all right fair enough there erickson same question to you i I kind of feel like when it comes to kirk cousins uh, minnesota would be crazy after what they had to deal with after he got hurt to not want to bring him back but what do i know what do you think about this grouping here again some retreads some age here some guys you know you have to kind of take a leap of faith with there's somebody that sticks out to you that you're willing to love Unfortunately, the only guy that really sticks out to me is someone that I I don't love, but I'm trying to look at it from trying not to let emotions get in the way. It's Deshaun Watson. Like, again, like he's someone that super polarizing as a player. And this past year was just more of the same where it's like he's playing. He doesn't look great. His shoulders hurt. And then you have the whole Joe Flacco thing. Flacco comes in and just looks amazing. So it's like 
the pieces are there, though, where you could see a path where Watson can be a productive fantasy quarterback. And he's going to be cheaper than he was last year. Again, like he's just going to be more discounted. Like he was a guy that was in the back end fantasy QB one range. And when I talk about convincing people to draft Deshaun Watson, I like hate myself when I'm talking about it because I don't feel confident. But this is where you find little spots where last year he averaged right around 18 fantasy points per game in his five healthy starts. Like, that's good. Like, that's very similar to what CJ Stroud did. But no one's going to look at them in the same stratosphere. And why? Because Deshaun Watson runs. He had 30 rushing yards per game last year. That was a carryover from the year before with the Browns. Look at the weapons. Mari Cooper, David Njoku. Like, we saw Joe Flacco balling out with these guys. And we've seen this Browns offense. Hey, we are willing to dial up a pass-heavy game script. Like, I don't know if it's going to be as necessarily as pass-happy. Obviously, the offensive line getting Nick Chubb back. But there is a scenario where Kevin O'Connell, or excuse me, Stefanski will be... um allowing this team to let Deshaun Watson throw the ball across the yard. So at QB 20, if that's going to be his price tag where he's free in one QB leagues, like, sure, I'll take a dart throw in. It's like, how long is his leash based on the contract he has? Like, how bad does he really have to play <laughs> or get hurt before he gets benched? So yeah, Deshaun Watson begrudgingly. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Uh, this is why I want to make sure I'm hitting the B tier really heavily. Uh, in Superflex, because when it gets down to this group, I think it's just a lot of dart throws. And you could see things going well for Baker Mayfield after, you know, last year. But you could also see regression there. Like, there's so many unknowns. I mean, because the guy right ahead from Geno Smith, you know, basically had that same story, you know, the last two years. So a lot of question marks in this tier. That's for sure. A lot of health issues as well. Um, Daniel Jones, too, is another guy. I think that, you know, we keep waiting for him to, you know, I know last year, a lot of people, <laughs> Derek Brown, were buying into him in fantasy. Didn't work out because, unfortunately, the health didn't work out. But still, at a certain point, we have to kind of, you know, take Daniel Jones for what he is and say, OK, is he really a fantasy worthy quarterback? with all the deficits that the Giants might have yet again, and who knows where Saquon will land. Next tier and the final tier we're going to talk about today, and then we're going to get to our little Would You Rather game, so stick around for that. The D tier. It's a lot of rookies here. Uh, and we've got Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, then Sam Howell, Michael Penix, who I'm a big fan of, uh, before all the hype train, by the way, too, was supporting that kid last year. Uh, Mac Jones, and then Aiden O'Connell. So, I'll keep this simple. Fitz, who's the rookie quarterback? I know that we don't have a landing spot yet, but who's the rookie quarterback that you think is the most ready to make an impact regardless of where he ends up? It's Caleb Williams. Uh, don't let the slightly less productive 2023 season deter you from uh, drafting Caleb Williams. He's my QB 15 in redraft. So I'm, I'm pretty bullish. I'd rather have him than Tua next year. Gotcha. All right. So Williams is your guy. Do you agree? I know you're still kind of peeling into a lot of this stuff. Andrew is Caleb still the man in your opinion too, despite the down season in 2023. Yeah. I yeah. Think so. I think so. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. We so. know you like Caleb Williams. Fitzy. <laughs> Did you want to say more nice things about Caleb? You can. I'm no. not going to stop. You. I mean, I could say nice things about Drake main uh, Daniels, but uh, well, you could no, say them next it's, if it's you still want to Caleb Erickson before more nice things get said from the man from uh, Wisconsin. What do you want to say? Yeah, no, I'm I'm still in, on Caleb Williams as the the one on one when it comes to quarterbacks in this rookie class, and I think that this happens. We do this the cycle every single year. It's like the guy we all know is going to be the number one, and then we just like, all right, well, now what's wrong with him? Now that we've talked everything that we like about him, let's find all the negative points about Caleb Williams. So again, especially if he ends up being in this, you know, if it's the Bears that keep the number one pick, um, and they trade away Fields for extra draft capital, I mean, he's going to be loaded up with additional 
things to work with more weapons dj more it's like so yeah i think i like the call that fits made you know it's kind of funny though i mean we did hear a lot of that negativity and all that negativity bumped cj stroud out of that conversation if you recall and he ended up going to the two spot so who knows what's going to happen there fits Talk about the other guys real quick, too. I know on the Dynasty podcast, you and Bogman have been talking a lot about these guys already. So if you haven't already, make sure you, you know, check out the Dynasty podcast is also here on the channel as well. But what do you think about the other quarterbacks, too? I mean, we're seeing rookies really make an impact these last few years and get that starting gig, because if you spend that capital, you expect these guys to start. So what are your expectations when it comes to May, Daniels and even Penix? Yeah, I'm really sold on Drake May. I like him. I I just see him and like there's no throw that this guy can't make and it'll like change his arm angles and he can kind of change speeds. He can feather a ball in or he can throw a rocket. I just everything screams NFL quarterback about Drake May uh, when I when I watch him on, on tape and like I watched him a lot like last season. I'm I'm just totally sold. Jane Daniels is really interesting. Like he's such a dynamic runner. Uh, it takes a few too many kill shots that I, I kind of worry about, um, but, and, and throws a really nice deep ball too. I just don't think he has the nuance that uh, Drake may has as a passer, but like with his running ability, he could blow Drake may out of the water potentially as a, in terms of rookie production, if they both get to start right away. So that's going to be a tough call. And I think people are going to be debating that. And then you've got some interesting possibilities joe i i know you love michael Penix. i do and i just found out that Derek brown does not love michael Penix. so you're gonna have to Even ride him to like him i mean yeah, that's, exactly you know, exactly that's um terrific oh, arm, that's how though. you know i'm right there you go <laughs> <laughs> he's and not then, even here uh, to defend himself i'm so mean <laughs> and then jj mccarthy and bo nix are both uh possible round one picks too so really interesting and uh pretty deep quarterback class this yeah, year Bo Nix is a tough one because i mean i i'm trying to old. shake oh i'm trying to, well but here's the thing Sorry. not even old Can't i'm trying this. to shake all of the bad games that i watched him play at auburn before he transferred and then when he started to play in front of that enormous massive offensive line those guys were like five buildings in front of him those guys were huge and, you know, he was much better there, different style offense, get him out of the SEC, all that stuff. But still, I, I can't shake that when it comes to Bo Nix. So a lot of it will be landing spot. But uh, as Erickson likes to scream old, be careful. Have respect for your elders, Erickson. Respect for your elders. See, Let's play a little game, boys. It's easy boys. to be good when you're five years older than everybody else. So. The, the Kenny Pickett syndrome. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know if that's the case, you know, because, you know, I, I mean, when we go out and we play our fantasy play football game, you know, you're going to see uh, this old guy there, you know. Yeah, because you got the He's experience on me. It's not fair. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's what it is. It's the experience level. <laughs> By the way, watch out for those cuts that Andrew Erickson's got. He's got those happy feet. Let's get to a little would you rather. I'm going to throw two guys at you that are really close in the ECR. I want to get your opinion. Who would you rather draft? Erickson, we'll start with you. Brock Purdy, the system quarterback, or Kyler Murray, the guy with all the legs and the guy that, you know, at times last year showed you he was still Kyler Murray. Who would you rather have in 24? I'm going with Kyler Murray uh, because okay. Brock Purdy. I mean, what? He has like the highest touchdown passing rate of all time. It's like 7%. It's, it's crazy. But again, still under 20 fantasy points per game. Despite the fact he's throwing touchdowns at a higher rate than anybody in NFL history, Mahomes level, he still has not cracked that 20 point threshold, which Kyler Murray did two years ago. So I'm taking the guy with the legs. All right. The guy with the legs. How about you, Fitzy? Who are you taking? I do have some reservations about Purdy, but I'm going to take him ahead of Kyler. I have Purdy ranked one spot higher. Yes, his touchdown rate has been 
maybe unsustainably high, but he also led the league in pass uh, passer rating last year and yards per attempt. 9.6 yards per attempt. That's pretty good. Benefits from the uh, play calling of Kyle Shanahan, not to mention having the trio of Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle to throw to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Purdy. All right, let's get to that. I'll break the tie. I'll take Kyler Murray. I'm gonna stick with the legs. Just uh, I'm a sucker for the rushing quarterback, but I feel you, Fitzy. All right, let's go to Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins. Speaking of old guys, Fitz, who would you rather have in 2024? Cousins, for the reasons I outlined before about Rodgers, the slow pace and the good defense that's going to keep him out of shootouts. All right, Erickson, Rodgers, or Cousins? Well, they're both coming off torn Achilles. I don't really care what the timeline is necessarily. I think that both guys will be all set by the time that the season starts. But they're coming off two very different seasons where Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst seasons to date his last year in Green Bay. He still hasn't thrown for a 300-yard game in, like, over 600 days. (laughs) Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins, before his injury, led the NFL in passing touchdowns. So Cousins was balling out. Aaron Rodgers was not. So I'm taking Cousins easily. Three for three, making a sweep on Cousins. All right, last one. I kind of pinned these two guys together early in their show. So now I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Geno Smith or Baker Mayfield? Who would you rather have? Erickson. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield because I think that Dave Canales (laughs) doesn't go to a different team this time. I think he stays in Tampa Bay with with Baker Mayfield, Dave Canales was originally the Seahawks offensive coordinator, left Geno and killed Geno's upside <laughs> and gave it to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he, so. he left Seattle. He took the upside with him. There you go. Fitzy, how about you, Geno or Baker? Oh, man. I mean, obviously, Baker had the better 2023 season. But, Joe, if you would have asked us this question a year ago, we would have looked at you like you had just passed God gas. Ass. I mean, like, Ew. that's the crazy thing. And look, Gino, Gino still has that incredible wide receiver trio, assuming like they don't release Lockett or anything like that. They're going to have DK, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Tyler Lockett. Uh, slight edge to Gino here, but like I have debated which of these two, like ranking these two guys, it's basically a tie. Now, I understand it is tough and we'll see, you know, what new head coaching brings to Seattle. I'm going to lean slightly towards Baker Mayfield. I think he's finally figured it out. I mean, he was a number one overall pick and maybe he just needed a little time to mature and humble and the right situation, uh, as Erickson pointed out, with the right coach in his ear. And maybe that's the turnaround we've been waiting for. But uh, I think Gino will be good. Um, both those guys are decent QB two risks, I think in Superflex next year, but what do you think? Drop your comments below on the YouTube channel where the quarterbacks that are ranked too high, not high enough. We know you have opinions, so share them with us and share them respectfully on the YouTube channel. Be nice over there. So make sure you subscribe to Fantasy Bros YouTube. Ring that bell till it goes ding for notifications. So, you know, every time a piece of content drops here, because we're going to have some senior bowl coverage going on. We got the Dynasty League coverage going on with the Dynasty podcast. So much going on here. Because Fantasy Pros never stops all season long. And don't forget to check out the MLB channel, too, because that started up again with Welsh and myself. And, of course, betting pros will have you ready for all of your Super Bowl wagers and, of course, your AFC and NFC Championship games this week as well. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Andrew Erickson and Pat Fitzmorris. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.